Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas, with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that. Today's scripture reading is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 19 through 22. Hear now the word of the Lord. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, friends, once again, welcome to the Tex-Fed building. Uh, we'll, we'll try to call it that because Texas Federation of Women's Clubs Mansion just seems to not have the same kind of ring to it. So uh, welcome, guys. Uh, we've been here for the last three weeks, kind of just getting settled in here, kind of making it feel more normal when we first pulled up here, you should have seen us as our staff. We were so giddy, uh, but we kind of felt a little out of place at such a beautiful mansion. We actually took a picture to document that first time we showed up here. I thought, I thought you'd like to see it. Um, it was, uh, you know, I was driving, Jim was in the passenger seat. <laughs> uh, this has been such an exciting time for our community uh, for us, you know, we could replay the last 14 months and just remember all the different challenges we've gone through because there have been so many. But today what I'd like to do is to actually not review the, all the different challenges, but actually review the kindness of God's provision for us. Right when COVID hit, this thing called Zoom was available for us where we could actually gather with one another, our small groups, we could see each other check in with each other, meet with each other. We studied the book of John with one another, and it was actually one of the more rich experiences we've had in our small group communities. And when we could start actually meeting in person, we wanted to do so outside. We began looking around for a place, and uh, Mercury Hall was available. They did not really care to make money off of us. We spent just a couple hundred bucks per week to be able to use that space. We were able to meet outside or inside if needed. But we really didn't have a long-term plan and just as the mercury level in our thermostats were going higher and higher, and summer was fast approaching, uh, this place was made available, and we were able to move in here right at the same time that the fog of COVID started to lift. And when you think about, like, if you were to orchestrate all of these things, you would do it exactly in the manner that we had experienced it. And so for me, it's just the kindness of God that we are able to be in this place and have a home here for the next three and a half years at minimum. And so welcome to your new home, friends. This is, uh, yeah. It has caught me to, uh, caused me to start thinking about the purpose of space and having our sacred gatherings that we're doing here. It's interesting, when you review um, scripture, you look at people's uh, experience with God, they, they, you find this continual uh, 
relationship that people have to space, to having a certain space where they encounter God, where they come together for their prayers, they share their needs with one another, and they have this belief that they can experience the divine in their midst. And so I've been beginning thinking about that. You know, for the people of God, before, before they found their home in Jerusalem, they were wandering in the desert, and God gave them this, this calling to have create a, what they called a tabernacle. It was like this tent that they could carry along with them, and it was like their mobile church where they would meet with God. And there was meticulous rules for them how to, how to create the tent, how to make the tabernacle. And it was this reminder for the people that God was with them in the desert. God was with them in the wanderings. That God was not waiting for them to go to Jerusalem to get established, to meet with them, but God was actually there with the people. And uh, for me, that sounds really familiar. We've been a tabernacling church for five years where this idea of God's presence goes with us wherever we go. We've been a mobile church, church in a box. We've had people who pull trailers up every single Sunday. We unpack, we convert spaces into our gathering places, whether they are barns, middle school, uh, auditorium, or a, a lawn at a wedding venue. We have just been, uh, we've been meeting with God wherever we go. You know that we actually have moved six times in the last five years? So we've been kind of forced to have that kind of vision, that perspective. What does it mean to be church? What does it mean to gather together? Like, why do we do this? And even when you think about over this last year, like, the, for me, the, the sadness of not being able to be together, to gather together. For me personally, I am distracted now by the beauty of hearing your voices sing. I've missed that. So here we are now in this place, and in many ways, this, with this feeling of permanence that we have now, this is a place where our, deep, our roots can deepen. And it, in many ways, it kind of feels a little bit like we're moving from tabernacle to now temple, a place where we can settle into, we can build memories, we can be able to have rhythms that we, we experience with one another in our worship, in our gatherings. And what we find oftentimes is if we're not careful, the temple can become one of the biggest distractions for the life of the people of God. Even for us, like we, are, we should be so excited and grateful for this space. But this space can honestly be a distraction if we're not careful. Because when you look at the purposes of Jesus' life, Jesus did not come to establish a bigger temple. He didn't come to defend the religious space he wasn't all too fixated at celebrating the sacred hour that was removed from the rest of the world. Instead, what Jesus did, Jesus, he wasn't about protecting this institution. Jesus was about beginning a movement, a movement that was not bound by a certain location, was not bound by a certain hours within the week. This movement extended further than anyone expected it. The temple and oftentimes religious spaces are really good at doing many things, but one of the sad things that they are really good at is defining in and out. Who's allowed to come in this temple? Who's actually welcomed in our gatherings? Who can actually meet with God when we meet together? What Jesus did, Jesus 
blew out the walls of the temple. He met with a woman who wondered, where, where, where can we go to meet with God? And he said, the worshipers that God are looking for are those who worship in spirit and truth. Wherever you go, Christ is with you. Christ wants to meet with you. What Jesus was doing, he was not establishing some sacred space. He was showing us that all of life is sacred. Jesus was about creating this movement where people find themselves in this new reality, a new reality where people experience a refuge, people experience a new family, a new kingdom that was on the move. Yes, Jesus did gather in spaces like this. He was found in the temple, but he, his ministry was to ensure that people knew that the sacred was not bound in that temple that met with people in their needs, in their brokenness, to show that Jesus is not most, most excited about getting worshipers out of the world, but getting worshipers into the world so that people can encounter the God who is near. We found that in our scripture reading from Paul's words that we heard earlier. Paul was writing to a church a church in a city called Ephesus, and it was a gathering that's not that different from us, even though it's thousands of years later. Why? Because the church in that city, they were finding a kind of unity that kind of defined, defied the cultural norms of that day. Their unity was not bound in certain same-mindedness, but they, were, they found a, a unity that went beyond all of that. So let's hear Ephesians 2 again, and just to kind of knock us off center a little bit, I want to share it from the message version, just to hear us in a, in a different way. So this is Ephesians 2, starting in verse 19. Listen to these words. You are no longer wandering exiles. The kingdom of faith is now your home country. So where's your home? Where are your people? It's this kingdom of faith that Jesus had established. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. Do you hear the power of those words here today in this year? That you belong here. The differences that have been used to exclude you, you're no longer an outsider. This is about radical inclusion based on the mercy and the grace of Jesus. God is building a home. He's using all of us, irrespective of how we got here and what he is building. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you. And I would think that Eugene Peterson, if he was in Texas, he might be saying y'all. You know, he might be, this is not just about each of us individually, but what God's doing in our midst. He's fitting y'all brick by brick, stone by stone with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone. This building that God was creating, it's centered around Jesus. Jesus is the cornerstone. Without it, everything falls apart. This is why we put Jesus at the center of our community, not dogma or creeds, but Jesus at the center of who we are, because Jesus is our 
cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. How beautiful. That right there is a picture of what God wants to do in us. As much as we can get fixated on spaces and locations and building buildings, this is the building that is the most important thing in all the world, the building of the church. I mean, it's elementary as it is. I mean, it all comes back to this little analogy from our childhood, some of us, you know, like we are the gathering of the body of Christ. Like it's us coming together brick by brick. God longs to use communities like this to be Christ's presence in the world, irrespective of how you got here, irrespective of our differences. Friends, you belong here. And I'd go even further to say more than you belong here is we actually need you. We actually need you. As much of this last year has been this kind of distancing in, uh, in, in social distancing and kind of taking a step back from gathering as the people of God, I'm just going to just say that we actually need you. More than we need another, a, another tick on a, a digital like, stat that you saw the sermon video or listened to the podcast, we actually need you. We need one another. Without the bricks that are being formed together, the structure is not the same in the same manner that we actually we need one another. Um, it's important for us as the community people to come together, to lift each other up, to support one another, to encourage one another. That without this gathering, we just can't make it on our own. And more importantly, we can't be the demonstration of Christ that God wants us to be in this world without each of us. Friends, at this, this side of Jesus, this side of Jesus We're no longer in need of a tabernacle. We're no longer in need of a temple. Because just as we had heard, he's now using you. Fitting each of us brick by brick, stone by stone, we see it taking shape day by day, a holy temple built by God. All of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. As we enter into this new season, I believe that Christ is wanting us to relaunch our church, relaunch our church to begin again. And yes, this space is a part of it. I'm grateful for this space. But it's, this space is now allowing us just to be more focused on our mission, to invite people to join us as we follow Jesus with all compassion, courage, and mercy into this world extending the movement that Jesus started 2,000 years ago. I actually sense that movement taking place in our midst more and more. I believe our, our move to this location was not merely because we needed a space and this place was open. I think actually God is wanting to do something different with us and in us. It's, I experienced this a little bit in a video that I watched this week. My buddy Luke and I, we met up here uh, to do a little drone footage because if we're going to, like, you know, sell our church and promote our church, you have to have a drone nowadays. It's totally ridiculous. But so Luke and I got together here. We hung out in, our front, in the front lawn and we did a, watched this little video. Um, so he's like, look how cool that is. 
So we're just talking and hanging out, and his girls are running around, and we're just getting different footage. And then like an idiot, he just flew it right into the tree. <laughs> he broke his drone. I wish he was here so I could point him out and say, that's the guy that just broke his drone for this video. Let's give him a round of applause, but he's not even here, so forget it. No, no, it's, it's his fault. He's a dummy. We're going to start a GoFundMe account, and you're going to give him another drone, I guess. But before we broke his drone, we actually had another video that we did. And later on, I was, went home and I watched it. And as I was watching this video, it was almost like a, a moment of prayer for me. You can go ahead and start it. Um, when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is like just so cool that we have like these little helicopters we can, you know, attach cameras to. And when I was watching this, I began having a little prayer time with God. And it felt as if that I was taken back by this moment of just having a different perspective. Not only like a different, like literal perspective of seeing the city, where this space is in the city, but it was almost as if God was inviting me into a different perspective of how God might want to use the vine, how God might want to encourage our church to see things differently, a new perspective of all that's around us and the purposes that God might have for us. You know, one of the characteristics that we find, I find in churches and in pastors, you're like the scale between like being really meek and really bold being like really humble and like really zealous. You can see it when you go to different churches. Some churches, they'll be like, kind of just like really meek. They're like, hey, I just hope, I just hope that we can make some sort of difference in the city. And then on the other end, there'll be churches that'll be like, God is starting a catalytic movement where we're gonna revolutionize this world. And somewhere in there are most churches. And I feel like if we were to talk about who we were, I think the vine has been more on the meek side, more on the humble side. And I know as soon as you call yourself humble, you are not humble. I get that. Um, But I do feel like that's kind of been our MO is like, hey, let's just love people well. Let's just keep our vision simple. Let's just make Jesus our center point. Let's just follow him. And in that meekness, I feel like oftentimes we have fallen prey to playing it too small, playing it too safe, not being willing to step out of our comforts enough not actually believing boldly that God wants to use this gathering, each of us, brick by brick. Perhaps God is building something within this church, a temple in which God is quite at home, and that God quite wants to use this gathering to be a part of the same movement that Jesus started 2,000 years ago. So today... We're not, just rededic- we're not just dedicating this space to the Lord. More importantly, we're rededicating ourselves to what God wants to do with us. We are rededicating ourselves to the vision that we've always had to put Jesus at the center and to follow him with all courage and compassion. And so, friends, I am so excited about this season I'm thrilled about this space, but much more than that, I am thrilled about the work that God is doing in our midst. So let us rely on Christ, our cornerstone, and let us be the church that we believe that Christ is being. Let us pray together. Lord Jesus, we do thank you for 
not just simply calling us to be your community in this world, but still being the cornerstone, still giving us something that we can lock into that is sure, something that's not going to, to leave us or fail us. We thank you, Christ, that you're not only our Savior, but you're also our teacher. You have taught us and you still teach us what it means to live well, to love well, to live with wisdom and with courage. And so, Lord Jesus, we do rededicate ourselves to you. We, we do rededicate the purposes of this church for your name and for your kingdom. And so I pray over this space that it would be a place that would be used to make your name great. It would be a place that would be used to bring about compassion and mercy, to create a sense of home. And thank you, God, for what you care about most, not buildings, not spaces, not a sacred holy hour in our week. What you care most about is your people experiencing your nearness. So may this church be used for that very purpose. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.